Welcome to the Empowering Choices podcast. My name is Joshua. I'm Lucas. G'day, mate. Very wow. good. That was Eric. <laughs> and for those of us who may actually watch this video and need to know your name, yes. what is it? I have a name. The last oh, I checked. Yeah. Because um, in that last Bluey video, like our viewers were like, yeah, they just referred to me as Wolf Wolf because I apparently never yeah. actually introduced myself. You, you didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. They, all right. Well, so you're going to be the Australian. The Australian Check out. Okay. And I'm so. Eric. Uh, Lucas and Eric, believe it or not, are licensed professional counselors. Believe it or not, yeah. And, Couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> After the woof woof thing, I don't think yes. anybody believes anything anymore about and, us. And today's topic is wrangling children in groups. What do they have for wrangling like podcasters, man? I don't know. Hey, Indy, would I, you get I, on I that? some kind of rope, or maybe I could use this leash. <laughs> yeah, wrangling children in groups. You know, it's interesting. On the news the other day when we had all the ice, there yeah. was a uh, cowboy who was called into a neighbor's um, farm um, from his ranch mm-hmm. because a calf got out on the ice and he was, wrangled, you know, basically wrangle. kind of almost falling through. And, you know, he, falling he through, basically... There was like a lake underneath, I presume? <laughs> Uh, it was a great big pond or a very small yeah, okay. lake, whatever you want to, yeah. you know, do. And Body he, of water. He he literally was throwing rope out there to get it uh, around to the try cow. to haul it wow. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his first throw, the entire rope went out there, but it did go around the calf. Hmm. <laughs> and then you lost the end. Yeah, and he and he laughed. Yeah, that happens sometimes. So it's wow. why I carry more than one rope in my truck. That works. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I can add to this topic that we haven't even quite started is. Is I was definitely a child who needed to be wrangled in. in a Did group. your parents have one of those leash backpacks? My parents. Well, they, that, those that, that's the solution, right, Eric? Is to have kid. a leash backpack. That's how you wrangle your. Metaphorically, <laughs> kind of. So no. I'll just put it this way: my parents were always the ones who signed up to be the chaperones because they knew that if they weren't there, it was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. I see. And mm-hmm. that, that was how I was able to go on the trips. So, you, I, so you'll have the perspective <laughs> yeah. of the child who needed yes. this intervention. Yes. When I would take my son to sports when he was in grade school, I, I would show up, you know, at the, the sporting mm-hmm. practices, not just the games, but at the practices. And uh, I mean, I had one father who came up to me and said, why are you here? You know, uh, do you think I, I can't handle, you know, kids and i said he was like being the coach yeah he was their coach i'm like no it has nothing to do with you i'm not here to save him from you i'm here to save you from him and and he looked at me and he goes i'm mormon i have 11 kids of my own i think i got this (laughs) okay this was like the first practice first practice and i went be up there in the stands (laughs) which i mean i i was doing school at the time or master's degree program and so i just went up there to do homework and about halfway through the i was practice, trying to think to myself that like wait your son was how old when we were we've been out of school that long yep. oh my gosh <laughs> anyway yep. exactly and uh, i went up there to do homework and halfway through the practice i hear this excuse me mr denton <laughs> uh and his eyes are just huge he's like I think we have a problem that I do need help with. And so I look around him and my son has the basketball and he is running all over the court with everybody on the team trying to chase him and wrangle him down to get the basketball back so they could actually have We practice. have wrangle in our title, right? Yes, I mean, we I do. think that's wrangle, our wrangle. Yeah. So it it was a it, he very soon understood the difference between my kid and um the 11 that he had. I really wow. like the fact that he like almost kind of like left them uh-huh. to come find you. Right. And you just kind of look up and you just see the chaos happening behind him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, I don't know. That level of intervention is kind of funny too. I know. I'm like, 
yeah, that's exactly what I knew was going to happen. So our point, if we have one today, um, is that sometimes there's kids that need greater intervention than you're like your bog standard like kid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you raised one and you said you were one. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so it it can happen. You have more than one kid. You may have a kid that just is that one that it, it needs to be, you know, kind of having that extra component of how do we help you be successful in any kind of a group setting? I was a different kid. I didn't need that level of an adult type of a piece because I was going to be great in those groups when the adults were around. It's when they weren't around. That's when I would have needed something different there in, in that area. Um, But, you know, in my son being one example and, you know, I've seen, you know, like when I worked in uh, psychiatric care for children, adolescents, um, we would have... Like inpatient. Inpatient. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. clarifying. We would have, you know, kids who struggled being in groups. Mm-hmm. And... I think this was the original story that led yeah, to this topic. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of where that went. And what helped is to have to have a plan so that when Ooh. you know you're you're entering a situation um where you know this individual is going to struggle a lot of times the natural tendency is to just exclude that child sure that's like one solution to like oh we're not going to have a mm-hmm. problem cuz we're not going to let you be here and i'm not saying that that isn't a tool or an intervention at different times well, we're big on like having tools in your toolbox. Big, so very much put so. that in your toolbox. It may be next to the sledgehammer. And so one of the things that we would do is you'd have an adult or two for this particular um, individual. Whereas like when we did basketball games, we had one adult who kind of was in the timeout area. Mm-hmm. So as kids were, you know, not doing the right thing or breaking the rules, they go get sent to the timeout area. And that adult would be there to help them work through Okay, what happened? So that was kind of like having an adult on standby mm-hmm. in case there was something that happened. In case there was something there. So kind of a, I'd say like a generalized plan of in case anyone has a problem, we have a plan. Exactly. And then and then we're also talking about like, we may know that if Josh is there, mm-hmm. we may need to have a Josh plan. Right. Yeah. And so it's probably like in a Josh situation, the, the plan would have revolved around, okay, we know these are things that Josh is going to struggle with. As everybody is looking for Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And, and so we want someone over here that we can send Josh over to that area and they can talk to Josh about that particular problem. Maybe he was found it easier to find the Easter eggs in everybody's basket <laughs> while they were looking in the bushes, you know. And so they're going to talk to him and work with him on that. Mm-hmm. And then we can send him back in. And then see, well, maybe this time he, you know, found a different way of trying to get the Easter eggs. Like maybe uh, I'm just now I'm just completely shooting from the hip. <laughs> you know, maybe he like offered to like hold the basket <laughs> while mm-hmm. someone went to get one in a in a tougher area and it just kind of spilled or he switched <laughs> them, you know, and then he, he gets sent back over to that person to kind of work through that part. Because mm-hmm. the goal is, how do we have, we're picking on Josh, how do we have Josh be a part mm-hmm. of right. the activity, which may mean that we need an adult intervention to be able to help Josh with those pieces, because this may be a soft spot for him. 
So if we had to like rate this topic, this sounds like an advanced skill for parenting that stands on top of a lot of our more fundamental skills Mm -hmm. because like you have to know your kid. Mm -hmm. You have to know that your kid is likely to have a particularly difficult time in X, Y, Z scenarios. And then you have to plan ahead from knowing your kid Mm -hmm. to what are some techniques that I can implement or have loaded for that group scenario that I'm planning on trying to have my kid do. Exactly. Yeah. I had, um, a lot of good teachers and maybe some not so good teachers in my career as a student. We've heard a little bit about that. But, uh, I remember I was really into electronics and science. And so like, like I was ahead of my time on that. And in the fifth grade, this teacher pulled me aside and said, Hey, this is, you're going to, you already know everything we're going to be doing in this. It's going to be very boring for you. Um, Mm. so I just need you to be quiet. I need you to sit there and I need you to behave. And so, the first lesson was to see how an electron flowed. So she had us all stand in a group and hold mm-hmm. each other's hands. And when somebody squeezes your hand, you squeeze your neighbor's hand. Mm-hmm. And eventually to get to there, she said, don't make a sound. Don't do a thing. As right, soon, just follow directions. Yeah, as you soon have- as my hand got squeezed, I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that, even with pre, yes, like, even the with- teacher did a good job. <laughs> and then you happened. And I and I had to sit in the hall for the rest of the time. <laughs> right. However, I had some teachers who would say, hey, I know that you know a lot about this thing, or I know that you, whatever, I would like you to help me teach this. So why don't you work on a project? And then for another class, I made uh, like a telegraph thing. Mm -hmm. And so I made that. And so I spent weeks and weeks while everyone was learning their stuff. I spent Mm, weeks and weeks making my telegraph. And then at the end, I got to present it and do a thing on it. And like, that was great. The other experience sitting in the hallway for the whole thing, not so much. Well, that's like a really great example of like, know the kid, right? Because you were troublesome (laughs) you were troublesome but also very intelligent yeah i was troublesome when bored bored ooh, bored yeah yeah and that's that's like a different problem yeah right then like maybe your son maybe wasn't bored when he was running around with the basketball Mm -hmm. all around the court he didn't understand the concept different problem Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you have to know your kid And, and when i say know the research i mean in the 70s is where they really did a lot of research in the classrooms and one of the things they were targeting was what happens with a, a, a child who is gifted, advanced, mm-hmm. ahead, any of these things? And one of the things they came out with is have them be a part of the classroom in a helping way. Mm-hmm. And it was revolutionary yeah. um, at that time. you know. And so, because as soon as the teacher said, here's what I want you to do and that's it. Right. I, 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 yeah, you're just, it's, it's yeah. normal human behavior to go, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> in, in my, I definitely have to credit the teacher. Like that was a step above not doing anything. W- yes. That's a step above just a step in the wrong side of mm-hmm. the you know direction. But like in my middle school years, the principal had a desk set up in his office for me and it had work that I would do. And so whenever I was kicked out of class, I would just go down there, go to that desk and start mm-hmm. working on that work. And I remember there are a couple times where he's having teacher parent type of a conference. <laughs> so he's using his office and you have to be sitting in the corner. And, and I just come in and go to the desk and the husband's like, who's this? 
you know, like what's going on here? Our assistant and, principal. Well, and the and the principal's like, oh, that, don't worry about him. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's don't you doing worry about him. What he needs yeah. to do, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. And they're like, well, isn't he going to hear us? And and the principal's like, he's not going to pay attention to what we're talking about. Well, now I want to pay attention to what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I got into my work, and it just you know, then the hour's gone, and I'm like, crap, where'd they go? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, all right. Off do we go. You know, and so, but that here, I'm going to highlight what it is you're not going to do. For most human beings, that's going to just octane what it is they're going to focus on doing. Humans are contrary. There, There are some pieces there to that, right? you know, and so, you know, if you have a child that you know is kind of like Josh, <laughs> and they might, you know, kind of find the trouble that would happen in different situations, you may just want to have, you know, some other people, you know, family members. You know, you can ask a grandparent, um, an uncle, an aunt, you know, somebody that you know could kind of be in that situation or in that general area that the child respects and looks up to. Mm-hmm. Beard is kind of the last, you know, level of that, you know, because mm. Josh knows that he has to go out and go talk to, you know, grandpa. And if he yep. fears grandpa, <laughs> it, it can have an effect, but it won't have the same effect. Yeah. Um, and, and you can kind of, you can set that up, you know, even if it's just the two of you, right. One of you's involved the other one is off to the side and, and then children come out and go to the other one with the, cause that's the thing is you have to have a plan, right? Cause you can have some children because you make them smart that are going to go, Hmm, let's see. I can either be in the group or be with dad, right? I can be in the group or get mom time. Hmm. Yeah. What do I have to knock over? You know? And so oh, gosh, I had that kid. Right. Have I told you the mustard story? Not oh my yet. goodness. Yes. But, and that's the thing is that you have to be on top of that because the goal is you go back in. That, that's the whole yeah. goal of the person out there is how do we get you back how in? How do we get the kid back in? The kid back in as quickly as possible. And if you're noticing they're just wanting to ask every question under the sun, right. you just don't give answers or say, hey, listen, you know, I'd love to talk to you about this. But right now, we need to get you back in that group. Yeah, mm. We need to get you back with everybody else. Well, why? Because that's what we're doing right now. Mm. But why? Okay, I'm going to look at my phone now. Mm-hmm. So this is actually probably a good place for... I don't think I've told this story yeah, what before. What does mustard have to do with this? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. No, there's a story here. Okay. Um, so I worked with foster kids, uh-huh. right? So that's the setup. And we were taking a group of foster kids to uh, the local baseball game, okay. right? And so... I don't remember if I was specifically tagged in advance to try to help this kid out or not. I think it was probably more of a spur in the moment thing of like, oh, this isn't going well. Right. He was being disruptive. I believe this particular child had like an Asperger's diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the kids in foster care that I worked with had like, uh, I'll say like mental health diagnoses yeah. more than the average foster kid, which anyway, that's a lot of levels. Um, he was having a hard time. Right. So we kind of pulled him away from the group and I was tagged to be the person to like go with him and be like, okay, this isn't working well for you. Let's separate you from the group. Yeah. We didn't have the plan of so that we can get you back in the group as soon as possible. Like, you know, looking back on it, like maybe this wasn't the best plan and it really didn't end well. You'll see. Um, so I'm over here with him kind of like by ourselves away from the group. And he's, I don't even remember what he was doing, being disruptive, not paying attention, something. Yeah. 
Um, and I tell, and I told him, I said, dude, like this obviously isn't working out well for you. Like if you, if you like screw up one more time, we're just going to like leave the whole place. Yeah. Right. And so that's like a standard, like kid intervention, right? The, a variety of children want to remain at the special activity. So if you tell them, if you screw up, we're leaving, right? Well, <laughs> I don't remember even exactly what the, what it was. I think he had like a hot dog from the baseball mm -hmm. game and he very intentionally just like got me in the head, <laughs> right? And so I just had mustard oh, down man. the front of my face um, from this kid. And so like we're, and I told him like, all right, you know, and, and this was actually a scenario where I had the ability, I had like a company car, all these things. Yeah. I had the ability to be like, I guess we're leaving. Right. And so I get mustard cleaned off my face and he thinks it's some kind of joke, mm. this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I end up debriefing with the kid after we get him back to the office while everyone's still at the baseball game. I kind of kind of talked to him like, what was that? Yeah. He said, I didn't want to be there in the first place. So you gave me an out. So I took it. Oh. OK. He didn't he didn't <laughs> want to have been there at all. So my quote threat <laughs> about making him leave mm -hmm. was exactly the thing that he wanted. Because here's how you leave. Correct. Yeah. And he's like, all right, fine. Here we go. Um, so probably a case of not knowing the kid well enough, not having a good enough plan in advance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so like it didn't, <laughs> didn't <Yeah>. go well. <laughs> and see, and that's a perfect example of, you know, because this is the, the system we created with having someone on the outside was something we that had never been done there before. And, and so it was a new system, you know, just at that time. But that person would go out to that adult and then have that kind of conversation of what was that about? Mm -hmm. And then they would address, okay, have you told anyone yet you don't want to be here? Mm-hmm. And how, right. what are the ways that you could be able to do that? Well, and we definitely, like with this kid that I had, like we debriefed as exactly. with him and his foster parents and the staff of like, we learned something. Yep. And, and that's generally the way that that kind of works. So yeah. you had a collaborative problem solving plan B conversation, Eric? You are using that term because you know I hate it. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Also, so like it kind of is. your question, no, I did not have a collaborative <laughs> problem solving plan. Yes, no. Um, we'll go into that some other podcast. Oh, I think we already I have. I hate that term. Uh, well, we can do it again. But because um, anytime I could burn that term, I will. Um, you know. It, and it's, you know, sometimes it can be because um, I like your 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 story because it shows that there's there's hidden things that you may not always be aware of, mm -hmm. you know, and whether we're working, you know, if you're just working with children, regardless of the level of pain or hurt or, mm -hmm. or need, it's the same basic thing. Oh, sure. Um, I had a boy that I would take into the community and he was like uh, 10 and, and this was a like foster care this, kind of situation. This was a, like a yeah, he was in foster care, and um, I was a skills trainer. This was that was literally the same scenario. Same I was just scenario in scenario you were doing, and we would go to Dunkin' Donuts um, every Saturday morning because I did forty hours of tutoring with him Monday through Friday during his summer. And Oof, yeah, a long time. It's a long time, and I wrote this program. I mean, DHS said we want him buckling down and <laughs> catching up. And I went, there is no way. Oh, he was supposed to be world. like doing school all summer. Oh yeah. Cause his, <laughs> per his the system, right. Well, his, his prior school year, he went to two days, the first day and the last day. 
And, yeah, and, certainly requires some intervention. Right. And the school that he went to was the district sent a teacher to his house <laughs> every day of the school year, including the first and the last day. Those are the only two days he got off his bunk and actually engaged in any <laughs> So work. wait, his school was that someone showed up to his house yes. and he only attended two of them? And he only attended two Boy, of them. Boy, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's such great pieces here. So they wanted him to catch up because he's way behind. Understandably. And I said, listen, the only way that I'm doing this is one, you let me write the program the way that I think it needs to be written and two you pay for an entire saturday of him doing fun stuff as his <laughs> reward so you had to do 40 hours monday through friday and saturday and saturday but you were working six days a week with this kid i was somebody was yep it was great now we're at dunkin donuts he needs to use the restroom he wants me he he requires me <sighs> is telling me you have to be in the restroom with me and i'm saying it's single occupancy, and no, that can't happen. Right, that's not a good idea. And, and won't happen. And so he's like, then he gets kind of jittery. And, mm. and, and I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. you know, and he goes, how do I know you'll be here when I get out? Mm. Oh, now I know the problem. Right. Mm. What I found out later is that that was how his mom used to get rid of him. Is she'd mm. take him to the mall, and he would go to the restroom, and gone. she would dump him there. And so I'm like, this is a new problem. Okay, what do we do with this? I said, okay, here's what I can do. I can go over to the door, mm -hmm. has to be closed. And he goes, then you have to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm he, like, he came up yeah, with that. Yeah. I I'm love like, it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, That's what amazing. song am I going to sing? He goes, Mary had a little lamb. Okay. Love it. So and you're I'm in a like, Dunkin' Donuts. Great. Well, at least I know the words. And, he sure. goes, and you have to sing it loud enough that, that I, I can, can hear, hear you. <laughs> and I'm so like, I know you haven't looking left. around and I'm going. And well, fortunately, mostly senior citizens were there. Mm. And so I'm like, some of them are hearing it and you can just tell on their face. Some of them are like, what the heck is going on? Others are like, this will be interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Others, their facial expression was, let's see if this guy really knows what he's doing. Because <laughs> the kid's coming up with some good ideas. And so I stood there, and <laughs> in my worst voice, because you could hear it the best, I sung, Oh, you were just Mary off key to... And I'm not saying I have a great voice, but to... I really, you know, off key You were saying, just really belt, yeah. belting this thing out. Right. You know, because sure. I could see there was a, a, you know, there's a gap under the door, uh -huh. so he can be able to hear that. And I'm just singing that song, and then he finishes and goes, okay, I'm done. You can stop. <laughs> and I'm like going, I was getting into this song. <laughs> and I turn around and look, and like some of, you know, some of those, the senior citizens are laughing. You know, some of those that you know, were like, hey, does this guy know what he's doing? are like, okay, that was impressive. You know? And the ones who are like, what's going on here are just are leaving. They're you know? leaving. And I'm like, chasing people is, out of the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, this is yeah. interesting. And the reason that I bring that up in, in this kind of topic we're working on is whether or not it's a, a child who's struggling in a group or a child who's yeah. struggling anywhere, if you can think about a plan, yep. that's what's going to help. Mm -hmm. Now, this kid, for part of his reward, he would get to go to the arcade on Saturdays. And we made it every other Saturday because the arcade's in the mall and it would cost money. And DHS was fine, but just not too much. 
And um, then we would go to the library on the, the other, other Saturdays. Saturdays. Okay, so we're going to the mall to go to the arcade on a Saturday to play video games. <laughs> and we're starting this at a time that it's there's not a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. But then when we got around through the summer, because it worked great, they wanted, he wanted to keep the Saturdays you know, through the school year. And mm. DHS said, if you keep going to school, we don't have any problem with that. If you'll engage with the teacher. So then now we're doing this every Saturday, just the Saturday part. Mm. And we get into Christmas time. Mm. Now you've just intensified the crowds. Sure. I was going to say Christmas break. Yeah. And so I'm taking him, you know, cause we would be there. Then we would go to, and we'd always done this. We'd go to the food court. And so um, I would get in line at that time. I really was, you know, big on McDonald's. So I'm always getting into the McDonald's line. He's always getting into the McDonald's line. Here we are at Christmas time. And he's like, why do we always get in the McDonald's line? I'm like, I like Big Macs. (laughs) And he goes, yes, you do. I'd like to have that. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I don't like that. And he goes, well, do I have to do it with you? No. <laughs> no, you don't. And, and he goes, well, how do I know where you're going to be? You have and to see Mary has a little lamb in the food court. Yeah. Right. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that, that, there's way more senior citizens here now than there was at Dunkin' Donuts. Um, and so I looked, and I just turned around, and I looked, and there's this open table. I'm like, I'll be there. And he goes, how do you know you're going to get there? Because I'm going to go there right now. (laughs) And and so I went over there and and he goes, okay. And he went to the line and then he came back and he goes, I don't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) Good problem solving skills. Okay. And so I gave him some money and then he went back. Now he's fishing his way through massive Christmas crowds. Sure. From the table to the line. From the table to the line. And he gets in line. And I see him over there, and he's looking over, you know, every now and then. Right, making sure you're still there. Right. And then he, and I think he wanted um, some form of Chinese food, something mm-hmm. of this nature. And so he brings his tray over, and he sits down, and he goes, Ah, oh, crap, I forgot silverware. <laughs> I'll be right back. And he disappeared hmm. in the crowd. And, and then he came back. And then I got to go get my food. And when I came back, he was there, you know. And so... A part of the reason why I use this story is being using intentionality. You can help your kids get through these tougher moments that you see they struggle with, but it may involve having a more intentional plan than a reactive type of a situation. Mm-hmm. So the thing I'm hearing, if we had to sum things up, is like advanced child wrangling techniques. Mm-hmm. Have a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. Have a plan. You know your kids. Yeah. And and I think it's important that you, when I used to, I used to take like a hundred kids at a time to a camp and some of the parents would come to me ahead of time Mm. and say, Hey, my kid may need help with blah, blah, blah. And I can secure help for that. There were other parents who I think were more like in denial and so they would never, whatever. They'd and just be like, bye, kids. Exactly. Yep. And, and so, I, you know, I always kind of viewed it as those parents who came to me ahead of time and said whatever. I was able to accommodate those children so much better mm-hmm. because better. we knew, hey, these are going to be some weak points. Hey, my kid is struggling with this right now. Hey, this is happening versus 
the wild card. And so I think part of it too is just having that plan, but also doing it, you know, some, right. some people to just have a plan and, and also do it. Yeah. And also step do it. two, do the plan. Step, yeah, exactly. So, um, Hey, well, if you, it puts yeah. in there also, you know, you have to have that consistency and you have to have that knowledge of the child, right. you know, and, and you have to, you have to know children and human beings in general. Totally. So if you enjoyed this uh, podcast, we have uh, courses and a parenting manual and so much more. Uh, It would help us out if you would take a moment and subscribe or hit like on whatever platform you're watching. And then make sure to check out our website at empoweringchoices.community. And we will see you on the next episode.